God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God sound like? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when did God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the Bible is a collection of God conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident, and I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that dream or that thought was actually just me thinking about, I just had some bad pizza? Jesus said we'd recognise his voice and follow him. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. Godconversations.com Hi, and welcome to episode 25 of the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, speaker, and the founder of GodConversations.com. How do you follow God's voice for your life if there are two of you? What if both of you hear different things? Or what if one person gets the lowdown from God while the other doesn't? How does God lead married couples? Today we have some guests on the show who are brilliantly qualified to answer these questions. I know you're going to love them. So let me introduce you. Brett Ryan is the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia. He's spent more than 12 years as a children's pastor at City Life Church in Melbourne, Australia, building a significant ministry to over 1,000 children across three different campuses. Before that, his career was in nursing. And I can tell you from personal experience that he's a very warm and compassionate person and really awesome with people. Brett's wife, Kate, has been a PE teacher for the past 24 years. First of all, as a primary teacher and then as a secondary teacher. She's a very gifted teacher and is able to cover all those different age groups of children. And she is also a great lover of people, a woman with a big heart. Today, Kate and Brett work together to serve their community and the church to see families thrive. They're based in Melbourne. They have three sons who are all very good, let me tell you, at basketball. So if you're a married couple or if you're planning to be married, if you're dating with someone and you're really seeking God's purpose for your life together, Kate and Brett have got some wonderful advice to share on this podcast about how to hear God's voice. So here they are, episode 25, How to Hear God's Voice as a Married Couple. Welcome to God Conversations. So good to have you. I had to bring a married couple in because, you know, I'm not an expert on this one. So I thought... Are we professional? Yes, you are. 25 years married. Yes, very exciting. 9,131 days. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Counting. And counting. I hope that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's a good thing. Actually, these guys, I've known Brett and Kate for a long time. I was actually there on their wedding day 25 years ago and they have an amazing marriage and three boys, is that right? Or three young men, I should say. Three young men, absolutely. Mm. Yep. And tell us a little bit of your story about how you met way back when, 25 years ago. It was actually at a 21st. It was at a 21st. I just got back from a trip to Hawaii and I don't often get tanned, but apparently I did get tanned at that time. <laughs> and I was actually imagine, able to. <laughs> thank you very much for Tanya. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. I'm feeling so much more encouraged now. <laughs> but uh, I was at the 21st, I was dressed as a Turk because it was a tea party. And right. Was, everything had to come with this letter T. And um, I was introduced to Kate, and it was um, the longest conversation I'd ever had with someone. And it said, Hi. And she said, Hi. And then we left. Well, that's the last impression on her. That was it. And then she came to uni at Teachers College next day and said, I've just met this guy. 
However, he's two years younger, so forget it. Yeah, he's a bit of a toy boy back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But then you got together and you got married and and Kate's a teacher, no, a PE teacher, and Brett was a nurse. Mm. And then tell us a little bit about the God story. We're talking a little bit about how to hear God's voice as a married couple. And when I've watched your lives, you have been in step with God's purpose for your life, but particularly watching you go through the career changes that you've been through. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited that I've had three careers that I've actually loved and was so passionate about. I mean, I love nursing. I love being able to help people going through a sickness or an illness or an injury and be able to support their family. So I'm looking after them physically. And then I was a children's pastor and helped people spiritually, developing and mentoring and developing the next generation. And then now I'm in this role relationally and I just love it and I'm like a pig in mud. Um, But each one of those moves from going from nursing to going into the ministry into the church, there was an unsettling. I don't know. I can only call it as an unsettling. I didn't quite know what it was and uh, I put some feelers out and nothing ever resonated within us. It, it, It was like... I applied for jobs and I got them, but then we sort of put the fleece out, if you like, the yeah. coin of phrase, yeah. and it just didn't settle until Kate kept on saying, there's going to be something, there's going to be something, and I said, we were just faithful with it. And then I was blindsided when our senior pastor came and approached me to become uh, the children's pastor at our church, at City Life Church. Yeah, and but look, before that even happened and the senior pastor had rung and said, I would like to catch up, I said to him, they're going to ask you to become the children's pastor. And he said, no, they're not. And I went, yeah, they are. So I kind of put that in the back of his back of his mind. And so when they actually came and asked him, he just looked at them. Now, I thought he'd be psychologically prepared, but he actually just stared at them and I said, hmm, I believe uh, <laughs> I was along the right, right lines, you know. You got it right. You got it right. Yeah. And uh he was totally blindsided. I thought it was going to be a, it was a great fit for him. Yeah. Uh, he was fantastic with kids. He'd worked at the Royal Children's Hospital and had loved every minute with the kids there. And so I could just envisage him. So you saw that in him? I saw that in too. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he was always fantastic with our own kids. I never thought, saw myself working in the four walls of the church right. as that as my role. I mean, I served God wherever I could, but I'm never in the four walls of the church. And the funny thing was that I'd always said back in uni that I was never going to be married to somebody who was in ministry. And Tanya loves never to laugh never. at that. And yes, never say <laughs> never, uh, because God likes to take us on a bit of a tour. Uh, but, you know, it was an interesting route because uh, when we were, we were given one week, to make the decision. Now that was a fairly big, <laughs> fairly big step. So Brett and I prayed together about it, and we prayed separately. Yeah, and it was and yes, no, no. Yes, yes when yes, I was no. when I was definitely yes, he was definitely no. When he was, go- he says, "Look, I'm right there, Kate. I know that's right." And I said, "Well, you know what? I'm not feeling comfortable." <laughs> so we did go backwards and forwards for the whole week until we put three <laughs> feelers out. We said we wanted three feelers. Yes, and I think that's one of the big issues, and I think. We can mystify um, hearing from God, but I think it's really important if you find that you're struggling to hear God, that you really can ask him 
to use other people. Mm. Uh, he can use yes. anybody. He can use a donkey. Right. He can use other people, whether they're Christians or not. Um, they don't know that they're doing his work. But nonetheless, I mean, we, we had specific fleeces. One was somebody who was totally disconnected so from you'd both, us. So you'd both, you'd both talked about it and you yes. were both thinking well, maybe, yes, okay, God, we want you to confirm this together. Yes. Tell me, if one of you had kept saying no and the other one had said yes, would you just have kept waiting or you just would have made um, a decision? No, I, I think we would have gone with a decision. I've always, I think as a married couple, you have to trust that together and, and I suppose for me, I trust that my husband wants what's best for the both of us and that he won't randomly go off on a whim um, that would threaten our status quo or our family or anything like that. I would trust that he has really heard from God. Um, and then I would be praying, Lord, show me myself um, or get somebody to tell me or have a confirmation, and mm. that has happened just recently. Mm. Um, yeah, so you're talking about it, you're praying about it together, and then you ask God to confirm it. Tell me how, did. how he did that because it's quite a fun story. Well, it is quite a fun story. <laughs> we, had, we asked for somebody who was totally disconnected from our family at all, even anybody else. And so one of the, a nurse from way back in the day actually contacted us by phone and left a message on the email saying, um, on the email, on the voicemail. Sorry, on the voicemail. <laughs> sorry, on the voicemail. And she just happened to say, look, I've heard it, you know, I, I felt that you're going to go into a new job. And I just want to say that's so exciting. I'm really, I think that's just fantastic news. Um, great to, it'd be great to catch up sometime. And we heard so that when we got random. back from church because we had a deadline. Yeah. We had the deadline. It was by Sunday night. And within that Sunday night, we had all three fleeces, didn't we? Yeah. And so even then, even though we had all three, we were both intrepid to step out because it was scary. Mm. But we knew that those three, God had been very clear. He had come through with what we'd asked. We had prayed together. We had prayed separately and he'd answered everything. And then we went on a little holiday and we went to a little church in Namurka. Yes. And... Um, and there in a, in, a, in a bookshop, a Christian bookshop, where I think we doubled their numbers with our three kids as well as us. <laughs> yes, and, um, lovely little church. And uh, the senior minister there just said, um, you're just about to embark on something you've never ever imagined in your wildest dreams. And I just want to let you know that Aww. God really wants to know that you're doing the right thing. The devil doesn't like it. It's you're going to have awesome. some challenges, but you're in the, you know, in my will. We didn't but, know uh, that there was a part B of it. We found out 12 months later that he actually pictured me exiting out of a hospital building wow. and then coming out being surrounded by children. That would have been nice to hear that, you know, totally, 12 months later, but totally. it, was a, it was a real God yeah, confirmation. Yeah, the, the picture he had at the hospital was he, sur- he was surrounded by patients. Yes. And then he said to God, what does this picture mean? And he said then he gave him the next picture of him being surrounded by children. children. And so yeah, he didn't know us at all. He didn't know us at all, yeah. and he didn't even tell us that. A year later, that he told my parents that because they right. said, "Did you see a picture?" And so that was confirmation again. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, that when a couple have God in their life, that's a one voice that unites, that calls them closer together because it's the one voice. You're both listening to the same voice, mm. and you're keeping in step. If you're both listening, yeah. What about if you're not both listening? <laughs> or what about if 
One of you doesn't want to hear. <laughs> oh, I just refer to Kate. <laughs> Very wise. Kate. Very wise man. <laughs> there's a really interesting story in the Bible. It's a random one in Judges 13 where there's a man called Manoah and his wife. It doesn't give his wife's name. And they're actually the parents of Samson. And it's a funny little story because the angel of the Lord comes along and starts talking to the wife and telling the wife what the what the promise is about Samson, what the call is, and then she goes and tells the husband. And the whole story is, is an interesting one because it's the woman's got the hotline and the guy just has no idea <laughs> what's going on. Do you have you ever found that scenario where one person seems to be thinking they're hearing from God and the other one's not, or you're disagreeing well, over what you're hearing? How do you manage that? I personally think that. Uh, women tend to have a greater sensitivity of hearing from God overall. Not everyone, but overall. And I trust that Kate hears from God, um, you know, much more clearly than I do. And she is my greatest encouragement, my greatest advocate for, and she sees things in myself that I don't see. Mm -hmm. And so she might be able to hear and encourage me from God to think that I can do greater things. And sometimes that alone is really um, well, it's interesting she could God. see with the, the children's pastor but often mm. people that love us the most can see the potential too can't that's a well, gift well that's right itself. and i i like to think that if we're working together as a couple and we're open with our communication you've got to trust that the person only wants the best for you mm. and i think if one person um, hears from God and sees something, then there needs to be a patience with that and not force, not force it. And because I don't think God wants us to force things on our partners. I think he, we can't change our partners. So the whole point is God can change our partners. The Holy mm. Spirit speaks mm. to our partners. And so if we don't agree on something, then we can just ask God, can you reveal what you've just revealed to me, to my part, you know, to my husband. Well, tell us about the story that you had where Brett was happily doing the children's pastor thing. Oh, yes. (laughs) A little bit too happily, perhaps. Yeah, well, I mean, we'd always been a really close family with nursing, you know, had had lots of holidays, we'd spent lots of time together, we were very close. And then he went into the ministry and he started working incredibly long hours. And, you know, I'd mentioned that I didn't like you know, the hours. And I think Brett was trying to get this balance of doing God's work and trying to be a faithful husband and father and all of that. And I succeeded in the faithful husband. He succeeded. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, he did succeed in the faithful (laughs) husband. But what I'm saying is I could see our family just dropping off a bit because he wasn't here as often as he used to be. And I really struggled with that. And having three boys, I wanted, you know, him there with them as well. And so... I was out at the clothesline and I was pretty upset. This was two years in and I stood at that clothesline and I said, God, if this is what you want, then if this is the call you had, which we know it is, then it shouldn't look like this. It shouldn't be like this. And I repeated it. It would have been 20 times at least. It shouldn't be like this. It never should have been like this. Mm. If This is the call you had for us mm. and we know it is. So where are we going wrong? Mm. Basically, what are, what's happened? Because um, we seem to have drifted off the track. Yeah. And so that day... Brett was working too hard, basically. He was working mm. too hard. Mm. And I felt that for a church to be successful, families need to be healthy. And so you can't have a healthy church if families aren't healthy. And I thought this is just so wrong. It was 
drifting away from where we'd been. And so I'd spoken to Brett, but he couldn't, I don't know whether he just couldn't hear me or I don't know. She gave me the ultimatum. But I did. I challenged him and I said, if you don't put boundaries in place, you, you're going to need to leave the church. And I'd been... Not pro- leave the church, leave, leave the, the staff yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, leave the staff role. <laughs> Sorry, not the church, <laughs> the staff role. And so the very next Sunday, Brett was on overseeing and I was pretty angry at the church and he said, will you come And while well, I'm on overseeing? And, of course, I ended up sitting in the front row and I was pretty ticked off. And Brett goes up and he does his overseeing and... Did a fantastic. It did a great job. Of course. And, and of then course. Um, Maracy, one of the speakers from our church, she got up to speak and before she did that she said, Kate, could you come up here and stand with Brett? Now, my first instinct was, oh, great, bring me up in front of everybody when I'm really angry and make me cry in front of everybody. <laughs> anyway, so I came up and all she did was just from God's heart, repeat back to me, but in the positive by saying, I never meant it to be like this. It wasn't meant to be like this. It was never meant to be like this. I never meant it for it to be like this. It wasn't meant to be like this. And it just kept kept going as many wow. times as I'd said it to him at, at the, the clothesline. Line. And I just burst into tears and I thought, I cannot believe such a loving father's heart mm. when my heart was broken, mm. when I mm. thought we were in his will. Mm. And so I was, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> because I, I, get, Funny about that. I get blown away by his goodness. Yeah. Because in our desperate cry over something where he was guiding us and he did, he spoke to me about that, but then he spoke to Brett about putting... <laughs> boundaries in place yeah. and that yeah. they he needed to stop what how, doing. Did, how did you respond to that Brett I, I had actually started putting things into place because oh, I mean it yeah. was it wasn't going to be great for my own health and well-being and I knew it was giving stress to Kate and I had to you know to take awareness mm. of that and also just because of being so busy I, you know he can't be everywhere it's all the time it's a beautiful thing of a couple listening to each other and a couple listening to God You've got that beautiful conversation going on between the well, two of you. And that's it's a three-way. Three way, you know, and, three and God's way. strengthening you together and you're strengthening each other. It's that classic three-way chord, isn't it? It's not well, easily broken. Look, it is. And I think too, I mean, I know that Brett's got a calling on his life and we always decided that while he was doing that, I would... You know, we work as a team. We've always talked about our family as a team. And while he was ministering, I'd be praying and I'd be here with the boys. Um, and I just... We never wanted our boys to be... Uh, tragedies of ministry. ...of the, the church. And I didn't want my wife to be a widow of the church either. No. So. And so I just have felt all along that we've got a job to support each other. When I was doing something, he'd support me. Yeah. And so we've, it's a matter of always wanting the best for that other person. And I know there have been times where God's really told me to challenge Brett. Um, even in that prophecy, he said to Brett, listen to your wife. Now, I don't take that as a power-hungry thing. God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's more of a protective mechanism because I know Brett and he's gung-ho. Yeah, You know, yeah. he wants to give his best in absolutely everything, which is wonderful. 
but you can spread yourself too thin. Yes. And no, so, no, <laughs> and so he knows that he's given me, oh, well, Brett and I, the, the relationship that we have so that I can say to him that that's enough now, you need to rest or else you're going to burn out. And he listens to that, which is great. Um, so did you experience God's guidance again in the last transition? Brett, you well, again, I was feeling a little bit unsettled. pastoring two years ago. About, yep. It lasted for about 18 months. <coughs> so it was a long time of just waiting to hear from um, God and his direction. And it seemed like I was uh, probably, I don't know, it was, a, it was a testing time because I had developed this ministry it was quite a large, successful ministry, and it was going really well. And on on surface, it was a perfect fit for me, and and I had a level of success. But it, for me, I just felt like I needed to be stretched and challenged a little bit more. And so, about eighteen months it took to for God to reveal and open a door of opportunity. And I was getting to, and I just got to the point where I had said, "Well, God, if this is where you want me to be, I'll I'll be here." Yeah. And no one knew about it. No one knew my unsettledness or unsettledness, that's a, a word. word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on my restlessness. And uh, and then a, a role came up, focus on the family. And uh, I'm thinking, uh, CEO, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cut out for that role because I don't like titles either. It's never been a big issue. And Kate just said, this is it. This is the reason why it's taken so long. The perfect role needed to become available. So so tell me, way back when you first got married, I believe, well, before, you had uh, God spoke even before then. Yeah, look, before we even got married, we went to a relationship. Before we even got engaged, we went to a relationship weekend uh, just to make sure that we were evenly matched and both of us had dreams in our heart already of what we wanted our lives to look like and where God was going to take us. So we really wanted to make sure that we were on the same page before we even got engaged and made those kind of commitments. So when we were up there, you know, we were sitting through the seminars on, you know, communication and finance and raising children, etc. And uh, we had a prophetic word over us that we would be working in family ministry, marriage marriage relationships and parenting. Now, that blew us away because we'd both been talking about, been talking about that, that yeah. about that's yeah. what we wanted to do in the future. And that's a, that's classic, isn't it? I remember actually you talking about that mm. at, at uni the next soon after that. That's 25 years ago, 26 yeah. years ago. Uh, the whole thing about God's words resonating, you know, when God speaks, it often echoes something within you and then... But it took a long time, yeah, didn't it? We had to be very patient. <laughs> Lots of faithfulness. I mean, some people say, oh, you know, God's word hasn't come to pass yet. Well, sometimes it can take half a lifetime. Well, it needed to take half a lifetime, though, because if we're going to speak into marriages and we're going to speak into parenting situations, then we have to have been married for it's a true. sustained period of time and to have worked through issues and be able to discuss those kind of things and to be able to parent effectively and to see you know, how that's worked. And, look, I'm not saying you can do everything right in parenting and kids make their own choices. So you've got to allow for that. But, you know, we have a 21-year-old, an 18- and a 16-year-old boys. So we've got some street credibility because so, of that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you absolutely. know, we've spent a lot of time and I've been a teacher, so I've spent a lot of time mm. with kids. Brett's done children's ministry, spent a lot of kids. We've mentored newly married people. So we've gone through a lot of... Um, training, I suppose you'd say, on-the-job training. Nothing uh, is ever wasted. All of those experiences as a teacher, as a nurse, as a pastor mm. has brought us to such a time as this to 
Okay, so if I am have a newly about new couple, about to be married, newly married couple, what's one piece of advice you'd give them? Say they want to hear the voice of God together for their lives, um, or even a couple that have been married for a while and perhaps haven't been having experiences like this, hearing God's voice, what advice would you give them as a couple? Um, look, I think that I would say demystify it for a start because I think you can be quite subjective. If you're praying about something that you really want, you can add in your own feelings and your own bias and your own interpretation. And I think if you do that, you miss God's word because mm. you've actually done You've put into it your, all your own feelings, and let's let's all agree we all have a perspective that we look at things through. Our glasses are a bit rose-coloured. Perhaps where a partner can come in and make those a bit clearer too, and that's where you've got that accountability that's going on well, too. Well, look, it's it's interesting. I even with the two of us, we usually don't just do the two of us. We ask God to have somebody externally because mm. if because we're so closely connected. Mm, and if somebody really wants something and you're both praying about it and all of that, then sometimes you can get swayed and you think to yourself, are we seeing this clearly or aren't we? God, can you just get somebody else to say it to yeah. us? Actually, but, I use that technique a lot as well. Yeah, something, absolutely. Something outside of myself that I have no influence on. What about you, Brett? One piece of advice. Oh, I think, I mean, obviously keeping the lines of communication is so important and to be sensitive to how the other person is seeing and, and mm. hearing and talking and, and allowing and processing and putting it through a filters, all those type of things, communication is the key. Yeah. But I think from, from, for me, I think one of the greatest things that released me is, um, you know, try to go in God's perfect will. A lot of people think there's only one way to do it. There's only one direction. And if I miss it, I'm going to miss it all completely. I don't think that. I think the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And if you are humble and you're walking under his righteousness, if you went to the left or the right and you know deep down that you are there to serve God, I think God will honour that. Mm. If if you went off track, he can bring those things down. Mm. And I actually see my journey and our journey together, you know, like nothing is ever wasted mm. to get us to where we are now and mm to be able to be serving in a ministry such as focus on the family, yep. all the skills that we've um, absorbed and, and experienced um, have have brought us to such a time as this. And we're just so so thrilled to be able to deal with people going through uh, depression, which I had in my you know, nursing career, um, spiritual challenges within, in, in, as a pastor, and, uh, and then marital problems, family problems, and talking about drugs, alcohol, these are all areas that Focus on the Family speaks in. Mm, sounds good. So if I wanted to know more about families, I could go to families.org.au. Families.org.au. And there's a variety of different uh, resources, resources and articles. And uh, you, we heard on the radio and we also provide seminars and, um, and training, facilitating training, and also do free pastoral counselling the, over the phone as well. Fantastic. Well, you're very qualified to speak into those areas. Have a beautiful family and and um, both very good cooks too, I might add. Well, <laughs> Kate makes a mean lemon yogurt cake, so I must say. <laughs> Sheer expertise. Yeah, Got that from my mum. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but thank you so much for chatting with us today on the podcast. It's been fantastic. I think some really great lessons and great wisdom to learn about hearing from God as a couple. So thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. 
So post your comments on the blog page of godconversations.com or at facebook.com forward slash Tanya M. Harris. Help us to equip others to recognize God's voice by rating the series on iTunes. Remember, Jesus said we would know his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.